Hello and welcome back to the Clinch Podcast. My name is Luke Huet, your host for this week. Welcome back to episode two. We got a lot to cover this week, a lot to crack down from last week, a lot of fights to cover. It's going to be a great episode, so you don't want to miss it. Let's get right into it. All right, so let's just get right into it. Starting off was last week. We had a lot of great fights between Brendan Allen, Paul Craig, Michael Morales, Jake Matthews. We touched on this card last week. Great, great fights to be seen here. A lot of great stuff. First off, of course, Brendan Allen versus Paul Craig. We'll just crack right into the main event of the evening. Brendan Allen. One of the strongest and biggest upcoming names in the middleweight division that we have seen in the past couple of years. Starting off 23-5 and so far in the year, Paul Craig, who has started off 17-7-1 throughout his career. Not finished yet, but he's kind of getting there, kind of getting up there in age, just getting to the point where we might be seeing the end of Paul Craig soon. Paul Craig, who has not had a win in quite some time now. I mean, this is... Very, very hard for him. A hard loss. It is um, now he is unranked in the middleweight division, which is something we haven't seen out of Paul Craig in a long time. But Brendan Allen getting the submission in round three with 38 seconds just into the round. So let's cover some stats here. A lot of great stuff from Brendan Allen. Not so much in Paul Craig. If it did go to a decision, Allen, of course, would have won. Let's just go ahead and start right down into knockdowns. Evened out at zero, no knockdowns. Let's go into total strikes. I mean, 52 out of 64 attempts out of Brendan Allen, almost perfect. 80% from the striking percentage, a lot of great stuff. Brendan Allen, of course, we knew that he was going to be a striker going into this fight, so it was kind of surprising to see him win by submission and the end. But, I mean, great stuff from him striking-wise. 61% from Paul Craig in significant strikes, 32 out of 43 significant strikes, significant blows, significant damage. I mean, this was all Brendan Allen's fight, really. I mean, above the ground, this is something that Paul Craig that we thought maybe could have evened out the you know, the score with maybe a few takedowns from him is what we expected. Some ground game, but we didn't get any of that. Of course, like we've said, Craig, of course, getting up there in age, really hard to kind of do that stuff. The more older you get, haven't had, hadn't had a win since 2022, the summer of 2022, back in UFC London. So kind of, kind of hard to see the outfall of Paul Craig, not fun to watch. And now you finally go down to takedowns. Two out of two, a perfect night for Brennan Allen and takedowns. No takedowns. Two attempts, but no accepted takedowns for Paul Craig. 100% for Brendan Allen. And then, of course, the submission attempts. Paul Craig with one submission attempt and Brendan Allen with two submission attempts getting a submission on the second attempt. So, I mean, very, very interesting stuff from the fight for sure. Um, definitely the outcome that we expected, but... I mean, the submission, kind of crazy. Predicted-wise, I had, of course, Brendan Allen winning this fight. Brendan Allen is, he is that guy. He is always, you know, trying to push forward and be the better person than his opponent. He's really wanting to look to be a top-five-ranked fighter in the middleweight division. Uh, I think he was at nine going into this fight. So, you know, he's got a top-five guy up next, whoever that might be. Um, And the middleweight division is so stacked, too, with Adesanya now out of the championship spot and Sean Strickland in. It's really anybody's game. 
Paulo Costa, Hamza Shemaev is now in the middleweight division. So a lot of big names to be fought. Rob Whitaker, who's getting a fight very soon. Could we be seeing a Brendan Allen matchup within the next couple of months, maybe? I don't really know. Something to definitely look forward to, something definitely to talk about, and a lot of great things to think about, and a lot of great stuff overall. Next up, of course, Michael Morales and Jake Matthews. This was a fight that I kind of knew how it was going to end. Um, kind of surprised it went to a decision, but Michael Morales gets the decision win after three rounds. Michael Morales staying 16-0. and 0. Very, very, very great start to his young career so far. Stats in this one, 40% for strikes for Morales, 38 from Matthews. Pretty even fight overall. It was a unanimous decision, which is uh, pretty surprising after looking at some of these stats. Very, very close together. And yeah, Jake Matthews, of course, putting up a great fight like always, but Michael Morales getting the edge victory to stay undefeated in that one. Next up was a fight that really, really interested me. It was two guys that had kind of been on a downward spiral here in MMA, definitely in the UFC. It's Chase Hooper and Jordan Levitt. Jordan Levitt, 11-3. and three. Chase Hooper, 13-3-1. Chase Hooper was a very, very young name back in the day on Dana White Contender Series. Got pulled into, you know, the main spotlight of the UFC, trying to look to become a ranked lightweight fighter in one of the most stacked divisions in all of the UFC right now, which is the lightweight division. But Chase Hooper gets the submission in round one, finishing Jordan Levitt in just less than three minutes. When we look at the strikes, of course, 72% for Hooper, 50% for Levitt, 33% of significant strikes for Hooper. And Jordan Levitt was 75% because he hit three out of the four he took. Chase Hooper with one out of the three he took. Chase Hooper did manage to get a takedown and a submission attempt getting the victory with just less than three minutes into the fight. So great stuff from him. Great hop back onto the wind track for Chase Hooper and Jordan Levitt now starting or back-to-back -back losses won the Patty Pimblet and now won the Chase Hooper so very very interesting to see where his career goes after that fight but kind of looking into some more fights from this a win from Peyton Taubel Amanda Ribas with the win and that is pretty much about it for the main card so now we're going to go ahead and look at next week's fight. We got a big one, Benel Dariush versus Arman Turaskin. It's going to be a great fight, I think. Benel Dariush coming off of a really, really, really upsetting loss against Charles Oliveira. But something to point out about Benel Dariush is he is always willing to fight anybody and everybody that the UFC puts in front of him. He has fought every top five ranked fighter in the past couple of years, and he has beaten all of them except for Charles Oliveira and Islam Makashev. That's the only two he haven't beat. He hasn't fought Islam. Islam, of course, is the champion, but if you look at the guys who are ranked one through five, Benel Dariush has fought pretty much all of them, and he has gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with all of them. Very, very impressive stuff from Dariush. The co-main event, also very very interesting lightweight matchup between Jalen Turner and Bobby Green in the bantamweight division welcoming Dave Devison Figueredo is Rob Font who is you know of course a bantamweight legend Rob Font fought some of the big names Jose Aldo Jr. before he retired he has fought names like um 
Corey Sandhagen. Sorry, I had a little hiccup because I was forgetting his name, but big names in the past to see, you know, to test their strength. And now he's getting to test the weight up strength of Devison Figueroa, who puts on 10 pounds and jumps up from flyweight to bantamweight. So that's going to be a pretty interesting fight to see what happens there. Sean Brady versus Kelvin Gastelum, Clay Guida, the legend Clay Guida fighting Jaquan Silva, and more to come after that. This is going to be a very, very interesting card, and we have a lot of fights that I think will be very interesting and intriguing to watch. But if you had to have my opinion on it, I think Dariush gets the victory in the main event over Armin. I just think Dariush is he is an, a bull when it comes to fighting. He knows what to do, what to throw, how to do it. He's a beast. You can't really stop him. So I think he's going to have that edge against Armand. Jalen Turner versus Bobby Green. Jalen Turner has the height. He has the reach. He has the athleticism. He's a little bit younger than Bobby Green. Bobby Green's been around for a long time with a record of 31-15 and 1 and 1 no contest. Jalen Turner, of course, 14-7. and seven. I think this is the time for Jalen Turner to get ranked and start to make a huge jump in the lightweight division that's already stacked. So I got Jalen Turner in that one. Rob Font versus Devison Figurado. I have Rob Font. I think Rob Font is going to really welcome Figurado to this. When guys move up to weight classes, uh, they do have a lot of success better than moving down, but I think that Rob Font is a very, very big challenge to fight. And maybe he should have fought somebody else, <laughs> but I think Devison Figueredo is not going to get to that one. Sean Brady versus Kelvin Gastelum. As much as I love Kelvin Gastelum, uh, like I said, moving down weight classes is definitely not helping, taking more energy, taking more weight from you. And he's moving down 15 pounds from 185 to 170. Sean Brady, who is a decorated welterweight fighter. I see Brady kind of running through him in this one. Brady would move to 16-1 and one after that fight if he gets it. So got to root for him in that one. Finally, Clay Guida versus Jaquan Silva. As much as I love Clay Guida, man, he's fighting a very young Silva. Clay has been around for a very long time. I got Jaquan Silva in that fight, but... Yeah, so next week we have a lot more fights to cover. Uh, one of my personal favorite fights of the year, Song Yadong versus Chris Gertetes, is going to be quite the fight. In a light heavyweight matchup for the co-main event, you have Anthony Sniff, excuse me, Anthony Smith versus Khalil Roundtree. Tim Elliott is going to be fighting on that card. Andre Munez is going to be fighting on that card. Park Jung-Yong is going to be fighting on that card. So we have a lot of names fighting on this card this week. Going to be a lot of great stuff happening. So you definitely don't want to miss us talking about that. But that's going to do it all for this week, ladies and gentlemen. We just want to say thank you for joining us. And thank you for continuing to listen to the Clinch Podcast. We will see you next week. We have a special guest on the episode. And we have a lot of more things to talk about. So don't want to miss it. Thank you for listening.